up, dance fam? Welcome to another episode of the session. And we have a special session here for you because, as you can tell, we're in a living room of some sort. And we have three very special guest um, guest panelists, I guess you could say. Uh, we are here at Prelude DMV in Petersburg, Virginia, just a little bit outside of Richmond. Um, and we have the three judges here with us today. Uh, Justin, Jason Valera, Angie Chiraz. Chir- you got it. Chiraz. And Daniel Jerome. What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good. Doing good, man. Doing awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. Doing good. Don't be kinda. don't be shy. <laughs> it's um, it's only two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, let's just go down the line. First of all, I want to thank you guys for doing this with uh, with me and with Prelude. Obviously, it's um, it's nice to have other people outside of the DMV come in and kind of just you know give their critiques and you know just share their thoughts about everything. And you guys are teaching later on too, right? Tomorrow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. Thanks for that. Uh, let's just go down the line. Jason, you are the co-creative director of the company. Uh, yes. And at? Uh, APT. APT. So that's our junior team. Oh, is so it? Like age 13 to 18. Okay, dope. Yeah. dope. How long have you been the director? Uh, since 2012, 2013. So dope, a couple dope. of years. And congrats are, in, are involved here because you guys are the current champions of Vibe. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And you play second at Arena LA. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. Um, and you've taught... All over the world, pretty much, right? Uh, not really. I would say like some parts of Asia, like some parts of Europe. But that's about it. That's all over the world. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Only like a few <laughs> continents. You've been <clears throat> on this hemisphere and then <laughs> <I> the mean... <laughs> other. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, all right, Angie. Project D, are you from Jersey? I'm actually from New York. Oh, snap. But okay. I went to school in New Jersey. Okay. So the tri-state area. Yes. Cool. Um, Project D Dance Company alumni. You went to LA. Yes. For, and you were on GRV for a while. Yes. I was there for six months actually for work. Um, but I also feel dance. like I was kind of there for dance yeah. as well. Um, so yeah, I was super lucky to have GRV as a family while I was there. Dope. Um, yeah, moved back to New York also for work where I'm still just training, growing. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. And you're involved with Turnstiles. Yes. You want to talk about that for a second? What is yeah, that exactly? sure. Um, I started Turnstiles as a collective of women wanting to explore different urban dance styles. So we train in a few different fundamentals. Um, like I guess the typical practice is like we condition for a little bit, we do some fundamental drills, learn some choreo, and then just like freestyle the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say we're like exceptionally good at all those things, but it's a space where we could like support each other mm-hmm. in going deeper with all those things. So yeah, it's so- been cool. Oh, we need more of that. Word. Uh, and then last but not least, Daniel, man. How's it going? It's You're going from good. Seattle? Yeah, Seattle. Outside Seattle? Or from Seattle, Seattle? Outside Seattle. Oh, okay. I'm from like Spanaway, which nobody knows, so I just say <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> I was just out there. Um, well, I went to the Funko Pop HQ. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why else while I was there. Anyway. <laughs> uh, you started b-boying in 2003. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you choreographed for K-pop artist Jay Park. Yes, a which little, is also awesome. literally just reading down <laughs> your your line here, and you're part of the crew Art of Movement. Yes, definitely heard of you guys. You guys are dope. Um, and currently, you're a judge, performer, uh, like headliner for World of Dance Tour. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I just did my last stop. Oh yeah, yeah, for this year. But uh, for sure, I've done a few, a couple years. Of That's them. awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are you up to nowadays? Um. Just the same thing, just like uh, I've been just dancing a lot, being getting ready for a few workshops and stuff like this. Uh, this is my last one for the year, actually. 
because okay. I'm trying to like uh, do physical therapy, having some some problems here, sure. but for sure, it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a lot of pain, um, especially as a b boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I have a lot of like history. I think that's been kind of coming up and getting in the way of performances and things. But I'm really uh, just really just finishing this year off. Yeah, finish it off strong, man. Um, so let's move into our first topic. And since you guys are all here for mainly for judging, well, and teaching, obviously, but the first thing you guys will be doing is judging the Prelude DMV competition. Um, I wanted to talk about judging in general, just because um, for the past, well, this past like summer, we were reviewing World of Dance season two on TV, on NBC, and we just weren't a fan of like the judging in general. Because, I mean, it's it's J-Lo, Derek Hoff, and Neo. Derek Hoff, we're, I mean, we're obviously okay with. But then, like, the judging criteria and how, like, it could be skewed towards a, towards a certain way for different crews and different teams. Um, we just weren't a fan of it in, overall. Um, so I just wanted to talk about how you guys, coming into Prelude DMV, what you guys can expect. I actually have the score sheet in front of me for tonight. And... There's a big chunk of it for routine, which encompasses a whole, I mean, everything almost pretty much. Yeah. Execution, which is kind of vague at the same time. Sure. Um, and then presentation, which is also kind of like, hey, how, how well you present. I mean, how, what does that really mean? It does have, uh, it does break down a lot of it. Um, but let's talk about criteria. Like, do you guys feel there should be something else with the criteria? Because um, like on... World of Dance, there's choreography is one of the main, one of the main top uh, pieces of uh, the criteria, but a lot of the crews don't really choreograph themselves. They kind of just borrow at least, or they're they're loan they're loan some uh, pieces of choreography. Um, what do you guys feel? And we can start with you, Jason. How do you feel about the criteria in general when it comes to most competitions? Because I know you judged a bunch. Mm, honestly, when I when I uh, judge competitions, I look like purely for. For like the vibe of everything mm -hmm. like if i if a dancer is like really into what they're doing and then like everyone else is into what they're doing as well Talk closer. sorry about that sorry uh and i i look for it's it's hard to come by in our community but i look for originality yeah um for sure i'm really i know when it comes to competitions there there's a certain formula that people use mm. but as a judge looking into the community i really want to see like what new things we could cook up yeah. yeah. So originality is is like key it's big for, for you. Yeah. yeah. Cool, Angie. Yeah, I think big for me is rawness. Like I want it to feel real, mm -hmm. which I know could be tricky because I think a lot of times there's teams that could be really raw and real, but then it could like get sloppy. Um, which a lot of times, like sometimes the rawness could make up for it. But there's definitely like a balance. So I'd say a balance between like rawness, um, still cleanliness, but I mean. It's interesting what you brought up about choreography because I actually haven't really thought about that, how a lot of teams might either like pay an outside mm -hmm. choreographer um, or... Or just, you know, just, generally people yeah. not on the team. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's definitely tricky, but I mean, definitely like the overarching like storyline of the choreography from beginning to end is like super important. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're making me like even think a little Start bit deeper now, about yeah. all that stuff. My bad. Um, but <laughs> I think too with the um, Ronis piece, uh, I think when it comes to 
urban dance it's always tricky because we're so inspired by a bunch of different fundamentals or like hip-hop styles and i think with that too um doing it like the right way technically uh Mm -hmm. could be super tricky especially like if we're doing choreography it's not like we're necessarily like training in just that style for like years and years um and so i'd say balancing like a mix of those things um so yeah rawness technique overarching story Mm. for the most part cool uh and daniel yeah i would say the same thing really originality um i'd rather see something new versus like a clone of a team i've seen before sure um and even just like the flow of the set like i want it to build up basically um from beginning to end i want to be pulled in and just interested throughout yeah okay that brings up uh, an interesting point um we were talking or last episode i'm sure you guys didn't hear but uh last episode we were talking about um competitions where there may be a team who has no like theme or even story at all it's just straight up you know dance and how it can beat someone with who or beat another team that has an overarching story that might build up really well and like have a climax and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, does it would that set would that uh, overthrow the balance for you in that aspect? Say each one is technically clean, um, but the the team without the the team without the story and the theme is just much stronger in terms of execution and cleanliness. But then the group who has the story and is more artistic in that aspect of it, at least, um, but is not as clean and they don't execute, maybe not as strong. Say they're, they tend to stick with the grooves more. Um, how would you balance those two and how would you weigh and judge against those two? Say you only had those two teams to judge against. Uh, we can start, mm. let's start down there. <laughs> yeah, I would, yeah. I would say um, it's going to go back to I guess originality or um, like one team maybe out dancing uh, the other because mm-hmm. a theme will help but uh, even a set without a theme like if it's just something new for me or I feel um, I guess if like execution and everything is like pretty pretty close mm-hmm. um, then yeah I might look towards the theme if you know it's original for me mm. or uh Something like that. But I'm always going to look into, I guess, um, just the dancing and the content, too, in the set. Gotcha. So you'll look for other aspects that can kind of help you make the call. Angie? I definitely can't say it's black or white. Like, I would choose one over the other. Mm. It would definitely be a case-by-case basis. Um, I think when it comes to the team that they might be better dancers, movers... You said like maybe more groovy, um, but not necessarily like having a theme. Um, I think it's tricky too because a lot of times, even just like let's say like I'm watching a competition, not even judging, it's hard to know what the expectations are for a team. Like, are we competing to be the best dancers? Are we competing to be the best team Mm. or like have the best performance? Um, Because I think someone could be like an incredible individual dancer but not a good team dancer sure um if they are very much like mature in knowing like the way they move but not necessarily like moving as a unit with everyone else Mm -hmm. even if they're like emotionally connected with the people on stage um but then i think on the other hand you could have like an exceptionally good team dancer 
who then you have them dancing by themselves and it's like that's true they're not as much like in it um so i know that doesn't really answer your question because it's yeah, definitely it, case it, by case it but opens up a lot <laughs> yeah it's it's tricky because yeah it's like it, it's even like what what type of uh like comparing apples to oranges can be tricky because mm-hmm. like i don't know you like one you like the other yeah <laughs> especially if they're doing totally different styles yeah. uh like world of dance like some of those teams doing completely different things it's like yeah. i don't yeah, even yeah, yeah. know the technique of like salsa right so it's right, like right. how would i know if they were or weren't better um yeah that's a great question one to think about yeah for <laughs> yes. sure uh jason cool uh, i guess as a dancer i look for two things um as a dancer you're an artist but you're also like an entertainer so it depends if the team is both captivating to me and both like entertaining Mm. so if they if they fill the like those two boxes right there yeah i would pick that team okay does that make sense yeah no i definitely get that so they need to find a balance pretty much between their art between it even even if there is a a theme like i don't like it shouldn't like sway too much it's more about like am i entertained the entire time am i captivated the entire Mm -hmm. time as well gotcha it does that like the best because i guess there is there can be a point when say someone does have a theme but it kind of takes them takes away from the dance aspect of it mm-hmm. where they're it's just pulling too much out of it they're, yeah, they're yeah. sacrificing too much yeah, for the you theme. only get like five thirty on that stage yeah too, that's so you true like put all like your cards and that's tough table. that's really tough um cool okay um is there so originality is pretty much key for all three of you i guess and like you mentioned it's hard to be original in this day and age not that you know they're we, had, we do have YouTube and everyone can see how everyone else dances and they're influenced by that, obviously, you know, for better or worse. Um, when it comes to judging, do, do you think it would help to have more judges rather than just say the three of you? Uh, Jason? Or do you think three is a good number? No, I would say like five is a good number so there's variety within it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it really, it's like, Everyone has an opinion, mm-hmm. and the more opinions, the better, I guess. Yeah, 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 I would limit it at five. So no more than five. No but, more than five. Yeah. Uh, Angie, I'd say most important is definitely variety. Uh, no matter if it's like three, four, five, two. Um, I think most important is that they have different dance backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've definitely seen competitions where there's a few judges from the same team. Uh, and that could be cool if like, oh, like then the whole team gets to come. But at the same time, they most likely have similar preferences. Not always because like within sure. a team, there's so many different styles even and different inspirations for each dancer. Uh, but I think having a mix is good because I think different communities have different intentions of dancing, um, different inspirations. And uh, even like what you were saying about originality like it's super tricky because certain judges from certain cities or like areas are like me coming from new york like there might be something i haven't seen mm-hmm. that someone from someone else is like oh i see this every day right or vice versa um so yeah i'd say variety uh regardless of quantity of judges cool uh yeah yeah no i i agree um as long as the judges have different styles or backgrounds um like i think three three is okay but definitely like five or anything more like any more is mm-hmm. just more uh opinions and like a uh, preference which sure. i think will be good narrow it down yeah 
Perfect. And this is a good, um, you guys are a good set because you guys come from all over the country pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you're here in the DMV, which pretty much you guys are never, or usually don't really come around. Mm-hmm. So you don't see much. So everything will be fresh to your eyes, hopefully, right? At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you guys come to a new area, go to a new area that isn't your own, and you see a team put on or dance a certain way that kind of resembles your area in particular, how does that make you feel? Do you, are you kind of, do you see it in the negative aspect? Like, oh, I'm going to take off points for this because it's not really them. Or do you see it as, oh, that's cool. They're, they're definitely influenced by my area. Uh, let's start with Dan. Um, I think it's awesome. I think uh, when it comes to competition, though, I'm still going to judge on the originality part. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll definitely uh, say my piece about that. Like if it's something, um, whether f- from my area or just an area that I know or something I've seen, like I could tell where it comes from, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'll still, like I don't think um, judging wise, like I would still look for something more original. Yeah. Okay. Andy? So the exact question was... If you saw something that... If you want to... Say you're here and you notice that a lot of people here are dancing like they would in New York or sure. New Jersey. Would you judge like negatively against that? Sure. Um, I'd say there have been times, not necessarily where I'm judging, where I've seen a set where it's like, oh, wow, that looks like strangely familiar mm-hmm. to the set that like this team did back home. Um, but I think like one of the disadvantages there of being on the East coast is like things are a lot less commercial in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's hard to know like if they would have even seen it, uh, unless like maybe one of them like was a judge at said competition or something like that. Um, so that's definitely complex. Uh, but I mean, even with that, like, I think you could even bite like within a community. Like, I mean, there's a lot of house and hip hop. Yeah in new york and i'm honestly in a place where i'm feeling like kind of torn because i'm like super inspired by house dancers um and like i actively train in house but i wouldn't call myself like a house dancer because i'm not like always at house clubs or Mm. always battling Mm -hmm. um but even something like that where let's say like some house naturally winds up in my choreo because that's like the way i move a lot of the time uh it's tricky because i don't want people to see it and then just think like that's where it stops sure like there's a whole other culture behind it um so i think with stuff like that like let's say i was in california and saw a team doing like a lot of house i think if they were doing it like technically really well based on like what i know from my teachers Mm -hmm. uh i wouldn't like feel a certain type of way about it because like if they're if it seems like they're like respecting the culture enough where they like have it in terms of like the feeling of it and the technique Mm -hmm. then that's dope because like it means that they've been inspired by the dancers I'm inspired by, but if they're like, you could tell it's kind of like, oh, like we tried to do this. You're um, trying to I'll bite. probably <laughs> like be pretty annoyed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not that I'm like an expert, but uh, yeah, that's that could be annoying. Gotcha. Good point, uh, Jason. I feel like there's a fine line on like stepping on toes when it comes to inspiration yeah but i go back to uh it's not who did it first who did it best so Mm. if i do see like a a team doing company style yeah it's more so do it but also add your own flavor to it right right so uh, i'm not i i find it flattering if like i see 
moves from the company. Mm-hmm. But it's about like really putting your staple on it and like flipping it your way. And if they don't, if they don't, then I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> you'll say something. Little, I'll yeah. put a little comment. On <laughs> you'll be a little curt. <laughs> Some angry well, emojis yeah. in there. <laughs> in- interesting. Da, da, da. Um, okay, that's a good point. That's great. Um, and we talked about the dance background for judges. Um, now let's go into how long it should take for for the judging aspect when it comes to competitions. Um, you know, if you go to a jam, they make a it's win or lose pretty much left or right easy to make easy to make that that judgment but when it comes to like competitions like this you have a whole score sheet point or there's a part for comments where you can write full paragraphs if you wanted to um but then you also have to keep in mind that there's a next set coming on and they may or may not be competing if they aren't then perfect you have more time to to write but you know if they were if um, the MC is trying to get the show moving, say they got to be out of the room or out of the hall by a certain time, um, does that put a lot of pressure on you guys as judges, uh, or would you prefer to really have a lot of time to to make these calls? Um, does it not matter? It doesn't matter to me as long as uh, like it goes competition and exhibition, competition mm-hmm. exhibition, because mm-hmm. I would want to write as much as I can. Yeah. I know like the show must must go on yeah, or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter to me. Like, uh, I've been judging for a, a while now, so mm-hmm. I know like you're in the group. You have a time crunch. Yeah. So yeah. Gotcha, Angie. I've mostly judged high school competitions. Like, this <laughs> is pretty much my first community competition. Okay, cool. Uh, so I'm honestly not entirely sure like what is standard for amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd say like as long as if any of us are feeling like super uncertain about something like as long as we have the time to make sure we feel like at peace about our decision without mm-hmm. having to just like jump the gun mm-hmm. um i think it's fine i mean i would hate to like jump the gun and like announce something that we were still kind of unsure about though i know like i mean it's hard to like really be super concrete about like oh this one was always clearly ahead of this one especially mm-hmm. if you're talking about like a three-way tie for third place or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I know at the end of the day, like having come from competition teams, like those results, like they affect you emotionally. They affect your year, even if it's like something you've poured so much time into. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd want us to do a good job, but uh, I don't think necessarily like if, if we are feeling pretty sure about it, I don't think we like need extensive amounts of time. Um, but I honestly, what you were saying about how it jams, it's kind of just like, oh, like right or left. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I don't think I've seen any team competitions where it's kind of like, okay, these two teams, then like one of them goes up to the next round. Unless yeah, it's like, yeah. a, like a real Like a real tournament kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think that would be interesting to see because uh, I think a lot of times watching teams one after another, it's easy to say like, oh, I like this one better than that one. Mm-hmm. But it's when it's a long list of teams like it's hard to compare the second team to like the 10th. Right. And you're judging based on points at that point. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, Daniel. Yeah, I think um, like I feel pretty used to it too. As long as it's like competitive with an exhibition team, I'm able to keep writing notes or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least for me, like I feel I keep notes on the side so that I can um, continue to compare as the teams uh, go on until the end. Um, but I think it's enough time for me. I'm pretty. Um, I write notes as I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Uh, even like um, after, like I feel, 
I already know everything that I'm looking for, so I can kind of jot it down quickly within the <laughs> before the next mm-hmm. set comes on. Yeah. And Angie, you mentioned this um, during your response about how uh, whether you like one team versus another, and that really comes down to what judging is. You know, it's about your personal preference when it comes to how you judge them. I guess, like you may like you may. Well, all three of you actually prefer originality over like something else. Um, someone may prefer that they're extremely technical versus original. Um, I was going somewhere with this. <laughs> it's cool. It's a conversation. Yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, God. If you're being original. Oh. Does that really? Does that is that really super important for how you guys judge? Say you do like someone, even though you think someone is clearly better than that team that you do like, because say someone is super original, you've never seen what they've done before. They may not be the cleanest, or they may not have the best flow in terms of their overall arching set, but you really like them. You're really drawn to them. Would you score? Would you give them more points in that aspect, or would you still have to vote for? Or um, I say vote, or would you still have to you know score this other team who is clearly much better than this original team would you score them more or better over our over that one team uh jason if i made sense <laughs> sorry can you keep that one more time yeah uh so say there's a team that you are just that you're just super in love with mm-hmm. like you've never seen that seen what they can do mm-hmm. they're very original very unique in that aspect and you're just drawn to them period mm-hmm. but then there's this other team who is technically much better and you know they're much better dancers than this one team in terms of cleanliness, technique, even foundation for that aspect, um, would you score the team that you do like better than that one team? Uh, I don't know if I wouldn't necessarily score them better, mm-hmm. but knowing that they took a risk going into a different lane, mm-hmm. I would take that into consideration for sure. Okay. Uh, but it goes down to like who... Once again, like who, 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 cap, like who captivated, who entertained more mm. for me. And I would base it just, like, solely on that. Gotcha. And okay. That makes sense. Angie? Yeah, I would definitely say I would probably be generous to them in any categories related to originality. But I wouldn't necessarily like overhaul if I thought there was a team that like overall left a stronger impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you wouldn't like find points, find extra points to give somewhere on your nah, score sheet? Okay. probably not. Uh, Daniel? Um, yeah, it depends. I think, <clears throat> sorry, I think I would, um, in originality, yeah, I would, I would give them a lot of points, but as far as just the overall set, like if the other one, um, still passes for me and cleanliness, cause like if you have a team that's, um, super original, but you could tell that they don't have the experience or they're not, mm-hmm. um, they're not performing, entertaining, whatever, then I'll still pick the, the better team. That makes sense. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so pretty much all three of you are saying that you have to look at the whole the entire mm-hmm. package as a whole. Um, originality is just one part of the judging that you guys are basing it on. Um, is there anything else about judging that you guys want to talk about that I haven't mentioned? Anything that's been mm-hmm. grinding your gears lately, <laughs> I guess, when it comes to judging? If not, we can move on. I think one thing that you kind of alluded to, uh, and we've touched on it, but if there are teams that are doing like a very certain style. Um, Which is what I was going to get into. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Um, 
that's definitely super tricky and sometimes make me question like should there be someone on the judging panel who is like a teacher in a couple of like those styles Mm -hmm. that might appear at our competitions frequently whether Mm -hmm. it's like a hip-hop judge or a popping judge Mm -hmm. uh because i mean even like let's say elements this year like there were a couple teams that had like some crazy like whacking and vogue sections Mm -hmm. and i was like wow that was incredible but like i don't necessarily know the criteria for what makes like that technically right Mm -hmm. um even if like i'm feeling it Mm -hmm. uh so it's tough because i mean like then it kind of just comes down to like who wound up being the judges for that day um but i mean i guess that's also to say like we can't always take results like to heart as like oh this means like that team didn't do that style well Mm -hmm. or they did do it well um but yeah i'd say that's pretty complicated yeah interesting so that yeah that brings us to our next topic um, the use of street styles or just any dance styles in in competition sets. So you know they could be even contemporary uh, ballet for that matter. I've seen ballroom and kind of thrown into the mix like salsa and stuff. Um, but more in particular, the street styles in terms of like popping, breaking, crumping, and then the funk styles and the club styles with like house and and whacking and all that. Um, first of all, do you guys prefer to see it in competition sets or? Do you think a team should just kind of stick to choreography if that's what they're what they're only comfortable doing, um, mm-hmm. Jason? No, nah, it depends on what you're inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna go back to like the variety of it. Uh, personally, as a judge, I don't like looking for variety because that means I have to count how many styles they have. Oh. And I judged a competition in Colombia, mm-hmm. and they're like they have to have three styles minimum, or you can't like get wow. any score. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's kind of weird because like I'm I'm more counting how many styles they're doing rather than like judging them on their full performance yeah interesting so uh it's more so for me if like i'm engaged the entire way through because mm-hmm. five minutes is a long time to try to like stay engaged you know so yeah for sure. instead of looking for like variety of styles i'm more so am i engaged because they're changing it like every every sundown and then oh you might have like whiplash and you're just thrown off each it, time or if it's like you know if it's the same thing it's just like one line yeah but you want that like roller coaster gotcha thing. gotcha yeah okay all right angie i definitely like when i see styles uh but if they're like done what seems to be the right way kind of mm-hmm. like i was saying before um but yeah i wouldn't say like multitude of styles necessarily makes the team like more entertaining uh like i wouldn't want them just thrown in for the sake of it like if it goes with the music and goes with what I think the team is expressing. I think it's dope. Um, but I also think it's tricky when it comes to certain styles that might be newer or that might not have like teachers that have a lot of opportunities yet. Like I think talking about street styles, a lot of like those teachers don't get like paid a lot or yeah, don't necessarily get sure. as much like fame. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say if the team is like studying in any style, I think as long as they are putting something into like the culture surrounding said style, that's ideal. And like giving credit where credit is due. If someone asks them about their inspirations, if as long as they're not saying like, "Oh, I invented this" or something like that, sure, I sure. think it's cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, um, I like versatility, but I would prefer you just kind of stick to like what you do like Mm. stay true to your style um i think for me it can be annoying judging 
if I could tell like, oh, a piece is very diverse, but they just, you know, maybe like you could tell, uh, okay, this B-boy section, you know, yeah. there's no, <laughs> there's no uh, experience in there. It's kind of just like the six step, a yeah. windmill or two, you know, because for me, I'm like, a, I come from like, you know, B-boy background, so I could judge that pretty good. And um, I'm very like stylized, so it goes back to originality and mm-hmm. things. And I would, uh, I would rather just again, like you know, even if it's just like sticking to, like you know, a choreography uh, style, you know, base set, um, versus just like throwing in like, oh, we're gonna add house here to yeah, yeah. to change it up, or and it also goes back to the flow again of things. Like you yeah. could tell if For it's sure. uh, interrupting, you know, uh-huh. or it's like, oh. If you know you didn't need that section in there, <laughs> type of deal. Yeah. yeah. And can I add one more? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Feel uh, free. Usually, like the the formula that works to get like different styles across is like having different songs. Yeah. But uh, the company has been known for like one song sets. Mm-hmm. So it's more so like uh, the offering that you give that you offer many things. Like it doesn't matter if it's like different types of moves, but different types of staging, different types of mm. uh, experiences throughout the entire set mm. that matters to me. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that makes sense. Um, for me personally, uh, I'm more, I've been, tra- I've, been, I've been training and locking for a long time. Um, oh. So like when I see a team or, you know, crew, mostly teams, I guess, uh, kind of just put a random four count of locking in the middle of their other set just because it's like a funky, funkier song. Mm-hmm. that kind of like throws me way off even if i okay now only because i do know locking <laughs> that it would throw me off sure. um you know i'd imagine that all three of you are familiar with almost all the styles at least uh does that throw you off when a team does do something like that um it can it can it can be even more than locking like like you mentioned with breaking you know you know they're in the middle of a even like one particular song they're in the middle of a set of piece but then you see like three guys off to the side kind of like adding their own six step or you know a windmill mm-hmm. just because they can do it and because of you know it draws the attention for whatever mm-hmm. does that kind of like throw you off your whole judging game i guess like mm, that didn't really make sense uh, i feel like it more relies on the flow or anything mm-hmm. like if they did add a locking section at a random point mm-hmm. then i'll be like uh, why why did they do that mm-hmm. but if they flowed into it well then it would make sense to me okay yeah yeah, I think that is still related to whether or not that team has members that are actually inspired by mm-hmm. the culture surrounding the style. Because mm-hmm. if they are genuinely studying and or inspired by the culture, then it probably won't be super random and it will probably flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there's a lot of times where a team might have two or three members who study it and then it's like okay we're all just gonna try we're all gonna it, do it yeah. um and i think that could be hard uh i mean depending on maybe they'll stage it super well and you'll just be looking at like the two or three people sure um but yeah uh wow i also i was going somewhere with that and now <laughs> i had brain fart but i think with locking for example it's also tricky because talking about like styles in general and then talking about street styles street styles weren't made for choreography sure yeah and that's also complicated because i don't know i mean looking at like i mean not that i'm like 100 years old but what i know about like styles and how they've evolved over the last 100 years like 
there's been like mass appropriation of like tap jazz oh, like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff that for we sure just definitely like, oh they're just studio styles now yeah, but like yeah, they, take, they were yep. not like they were for clubs mm-hmm. and they were for like i mean different depending on which style we're talking about but um i think that opens up a whole other can of worms because like with locking for example like i bet 50 years from now you'd be bummed if it was reduced to like only choreo even though i oh, love sure. choreo yeah. and i don't think i'm ever going to stop choreographing because like i love choreographing mm. um but knowing like the impacts of our decisions there is like also important i think mm-hmm. um but i think if there are the people who are like really training in it like also on like the creative side for that section of the set like they have some decision making and like how it goes down as opposed to just someone telling them like oh give me some of your moves yeah uh, i think it'll probably it, work out it could fit here <laughs> yeah yeah gotcha uh daniel um yeah i don't think it um well i think it can throw me off mm-hmm. it depends on again just like how how good it's done so and just going back on like breaking because that's where i have like the most mm-hmm. experience True. like you throwing it in because it like fits in a little section of the music you know like it depends on how that flows and then also again depending on like because i'm still gonna look for um originality in that too so like i said let's let's go back to the three people on the side they do a six step into like a windmill versus like all the things that i've seen at battles and commandos yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna compare with uh just knowing that and uh yeah, like that, usually in my notes, that, that'll always be something. So like if there was, let's say, even like a a small locking part that maybe to me, I don't have like that much um, experience in it, but you could still tell, I think as a dancer, like how it is on the music or the cleanliness of like the the dancers on there, mm-hmm. um, things like that. I'll, I'll always bring it back to that and just, um, yeah, flow is really important to me, like I as long as it's not just like tossed in because like you could you could tell usually gotcha can i also add one thing add as many things as you want (laughs) yes um also that was mad funny i wasn't laughing at you but i heard my back crack like through the microphone (laughs) and i was like oh oh i'm not gonna curse on this podcast (laughs) um but yeah i wasn't laughing at you that was my bad um when it comes to the street styles too uh or just styles in general i think it's tricky when the style is also linked to a culture or an ethnicity uh which most are yeah Yeah. exactly um and i mean especially like being caucasian i know like i'm a guest in like the house world like house was for black and hispanic people and like it should still be like their way of escaping Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like a lot of what what america has done yeah um and so with that it's not like oh anyone who's not those ethnicities should do these styles but like if those people are not still like actively for lack of a better word like trying to stay woke or like trying to be less ignorant with every day like i know i don't know everything but like i know i don't know everything and i know i need to ask good questions to like stay um what's the word to not like hurt said communities, like whether it's just like day to day, like implicit, mm-hmm. like little biases here and there, or like the way I treat my friends. Um, but yeah, I think with that too, you don't really know the members of a team when you see them do said style. So like 
it's not like I'll know like, oh, are they respecting the culture? Like which teachers do they learn from mm-hmm. or how do they just treat people on a daily basis? And like, should we even take that into account when judging? Um, yeah. So it's, it's like so many layers to it. Gotcha. It's all good input, guys. Um, I feel like we could talk about, about this for days, actually. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, one, the last thing I want to talk about, and I think, Angie, you brought it up, is when, say, there are, there are three people who on a team that are experienced and they know hands down about a particular style. And they decide, okay, let's try and teach this to the rest of the team, give them a crash course in the foundations and you know the technique. And we're going to do a little piece to it and put it in our set. Um, and I might be beating a dead horse here. You guys just might say it comes down to flow and originality again. <laughs> but um, how do you guys feel when, yeah, a, a whole team does a particular style, but you can clearly tell some people are more, more proficient in it than others, like, say, in the back and or on the sides and you know being higher up if you're in judging you can see the whole stage and see everyone on stage not just the people on the front um do you guys prefer do you guys look down upon that in that aspect um or are you guys you know content with everyone having a basic understanding of you know the very basics of it while the people in the front are outshining those in the back uh jason no (laughs) straight up nah (laughs) Uh, it's more so if you're introduced to a new style, it takes time to get used to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like for me, like take take a like few months to like really understand it and then put it on stage mm. instead of like trying to just put stuff together to get that variety aspect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So really take the time. If it's like a really new style, train in it first. Make sure you teach it great. Make sure all uh, your dancers understand and uh, feel it and enjoy it before you put it on stage great yeah. Angie definitely depends on how like much of a basic understanding the team has like what you were saying like the four uh, or five basic moves and they just put them in different order sure <laughs> yeah uh oof definitely not black and white again um but I think if I could at least tell like the team like trained really hard in it at least for this period of time um and as long as I don't know of any like types of vibes where it's like oh like we made this stuff or like we are now the experts in our city on Mm, all of this mm -hmm. or anything like that um then i think it's okay but yeah it definitely still comes down to like flow originality (laughs) etc like um so yeah okay that's about it yeah i think um i would applaud the effort yeah sure like i think it's cool to try stuff but definitely it's gonna go back to competition you know like don't bring it to stage if it's not uh, ready. You yeah. Know? Word. So. Makes sense. And more often than not, I do see that happening in the sense where they just bring it for the variety aspect. Uh, just wanted to get you guys input on that. Um, well, cool. That's it. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, How'd you start dancing? Me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just with, uh, you know, I guess, well, it's not the usual. I guess kids nowadays kind of just look on YouTube and they do whatever their friends do. Um, but... <laughs> Well, I guess that's, I guess that's, <laughs> I guess it's kind of I guess it's kind of how okay. I started though. Um, no, just me and a bunch of friends. We were encouraged, or I guess what's the word? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Influenced by um, those around us, uh, Culture Shock DC in particular. Um, for me, my cousin was on Mind Tricks, uh, Jedi Mind Tricks on the Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, half of them and half of 
Culture Shock formed Jabberwockies. So he got me into the whole B-Boy uh, scene. Didn't really take to that. Um, and then, you know, my friends and I just, uh, the Boy Scouts, I don't know if you heard of us, um, we just just started putting on funny things. Like we did an awesome power set, and we were just dressed nice. up and just had fun. That's right. What are you guys called? Tito Boy Scouts. Tito Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool name. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, yeah, it's... I like it. <laughs> we're just, hey, what should we call it? So, yeah, Tito Boy Scouts. How about... <laughs> That's pretty much it. Tito Boy means, like, uncle. Yeah. Uncle yeah. boy. Everyone, anyway. Everyone has that Tito Boy. <laughs> um, and then I got into locking... By watching like Hilton and Bosch, and you know, I, it was I played in jazz bands a lot, played the saxophone, so funk was always in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, oh, there's a whole style that I can dance to this. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Trained out in the Bay with Dennis Infante, some group mechanics guys. Came back, and that's all I've been doing. Choreo started leaving me, and locking and freestyle just started coming to me. So that's where I'm at now. And I just uh, with this podcast and video stuff, I just like to keep conversations going because I think it helps generate creativity. Whether or not you agree with anybody, it gets you thinking, and that's enough to hopefully, you know, make you want to do more. In that mm-hmm. sense, um, but thanks for asking. Yeah, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Um, yeah, well, obviously, I want to thank you guys for being here, Prelude DMV. Thank you for judging. Thank you for teaching tomorrow. Um, let's go down the line, and you guys let us know where we can find you, Jason. Cool. You can find me at on Instagram, Jason um, yeah, on YouTube too, uh, at Company Fam. Nice. Instagram Angie. at Shiraz. That's A N G I E, period C H I R A Z. Or awesome. you can find me in New York. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> it's a really small place. <laughs> and um, Daniel. Instagram, Daniel Jerome. Oh, no dot much. for you. No dot. <laughs> no dot. Just Daniel Jerome. I got lucky. Nice. No one took <laughs> And for those who care, uh, you can find me at Lock and Robin on instagram anywhere else uh thank you guys for watching tune in next time next week um if you're in the area if you're in norcal uh prelude norcal will be there next week on the 10th i think uh prelude east coast in december i think the second yep i think so definitely hit up those definitely go out i think especially east coast they're doing an all styles jam so if you're any style definitely do it at least (laughs) share it's fun uh, thank you guys for watching. If you want to see more, go to dancefin.tv. Hit us up on Instagram at dancefin.tv. Hashtag the session. Peace, guys. Late.